0: Hi, this is David Sachs and welcome to Spiritual Tools for an Outrageous World. Every week we do a little couples therapy between us and God. It's a chance to deepen and explore our most important relationship. So here's some uh, final thoughts on Hanukkah. It's the eighth day of Hanukkah Zo's so Hanukkah, and just kind of thinking about thinking about the day. Um, the holiday, the world. Life, tshuva, <laughs> all the above. The numbers seven and eight. Um, so, so when it comes to when it comes to tshuva, one of the biggest um, psukim in the in, in all of the Torah and in Tanakh is from Yirmia, the prophet Jeremiah, chapter three. I'm going to read. It says, if a man divorces his wife and she leaves him and marries another man, can she return? Meaning that um, that uh, she can't. The, uh, the halacha is that if a woman marries another man, she can't return to her, to her original husband. Um, and then it goes on, wouldn't this defile the land? Yet you have had many lovers. that's God speaking to the Jewish people. Can you return to me says god and And the answer is um and the answer is yes uh it goes on to say that that we can return to God so what is this idea uh, A woman takes on another husband so that's that's our relationship with God when we when we go to false gods, that would be avodasara idol worship. Then that's like taking another husband, and and yet God says you can even return to me after you've worshipped other gods. Um, another example is is that if you just kind of go off and do something that's not allowed, right? And you sort of tie yourself to that. That that's like taking another husband, right? But but God says you can still return. Um, so Rabbi Yochanan in the Gomorrah, in, in Yuma in on uh, page eighty six. Rabbi Yochanan says that that. That you can you can reach up to the to the throne of glory, and then there's a little bit of a debate whether you get all the way to the throne of glory or you just reach up to the throne of glory. But either way, the idea is is the following, and this is very very deep, which is that God keeps the mitzvahs of the Torah. So if we can't, if if a, if a woman can't return back to her original husband after she remarries and and god so to speak is keeping those same mitzvahs those same halachas with regard to him and us since since we we are tied together in like a marriage we're like the wife so to speak and god's the husband so after we do wrong then we shouldn't be able to go back to god and yet and yet we can and now you see something amazing and this is what the Gomorrah is saying, is that tshuva transcends a lotase, meaning meaning that tshuva goes beyond even where the Torah goes because, because the Torah says the, the wife can't return to the husband. But tshuva is so great that we can return to God even though we've taken on, so to speak, another husband. We can still return to God. So chuva is docha of Lotase. That's how we would say it in fancy language, right? So so now let's let's go deeper. What what is this saying? That means that built within the system is the ability to transcend the system. Let me say that again. Built within the system, God put into the system the ability to transcend the system. In other words, there are certain laws, but if you have this desire to return to God, somehow you can elevate yourself, or God provides a pathway to sort of leapfrog over all of the limitations that would otherwise be in place because God desires that ongoing relationship with us and if you think about it it makes sense, God who is infinite has put a piece of his infinity within us that's our souls so somehow even though we're within the system and I'm going to make this all with sevens and eights in a moment okay, (laughs) tie it back to Hanukkah and this world and beyond this world Right, this world was created in seven days. So seven is nature, seven is the system, so to speak. Right? The laws of nature, that's 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 this world. But eight is the infinite. It's one beyond the seven, right? What we say lamala tapa beyond nature, that's the infinite already. So God, so to speak, is beyond nature. He's like on the level of the number eight and beyond that even, right? So God is putting a little number eight within our number seven. So God is implanting infinity within within the finite. See, that in itself is is, is a misnomer. It's not that God puts the infinite within the finite. It's that even the finite is miraculous, you know, even the, le- the level of seven is, is infinite. And as we've talked about many, many times, it's all about levels of infinity. Like when I was young, I thought that the infinite was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and you keep on counting, and it goes on and on and on and on, and that's the definition of the infinite. And then I learned that there are all these irrational numbers even like the most famous one is pi but they're in between every number so between say three and four you have 3.14159 and it goes on for millions of digits they've done it with it and it's never repeated it's it's truly an infinite number so you see you have infinite numbers even between the digits meaning to say you have levels of infinity so, God puts a piece of Himself within us, that's our soul, so so this world is already on the level of the infinite, but then you have greater infinities until you get to Hashem, which is the, who's beyond infinity, the ultimate infinity, beyond infinity, right? Because I heard Rabbi Freeman say that to call God infinite is already to put parameters on God, you're saying that He's infinite, but He's beyond everything. And like the Ramban says, that anyone who doesn't say every single moment is a miracle has no share in the portion of Moshe, in the Torah of Moshe. That's at the end of Parsha's bow. So the Ramban is saying that, that every moment, even within this natural order, with, even within the seven is infinite. Okay. But nonetheless, we have a structure. And that structure puts a little bit of a limitation over everything else. So even as we're acknowledging that everything is infinite, still we have to understand that there's an order in a system. And, um, and God gives us the ability to break out of that. With tshuva. Now, one of the thoughts that I had this year, I guess it's on the... In the American calendar, it's 2019. One of the thoughts I had this year was that we tend to think of seven as the order, and then you can go beyond, right, to the number eight. But what I'm trying to say is, is a different thought now. What I'm trying to say is that the the real Avoda is not to leapfrog from the number seven, out of this world to the number eight, but that the real avoda is to tie the number eight to the number seven. In other words, to bring the infinite into the finite. That's that's the avoda. That's the avoda. That's, that's the heavenly work that we have to do. Right? To make the finite infinite, or if you want to say that the finite is already infinite, to reveal the infinity within the infinite, (laughs) right? Right. So, So, with that in mind, Rabbi Smiles said something so deep. We read a story. I forgot where the story was. Oh, yeah, he had a collection of Hanukkah Torahs. And I think it was by the Alexander Rebbe, I'm not sure, but someone came into the base medrash and back in the, in those days people would sleep in the base medrash and it was the middle of the night like the early a.m.s 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 a.m. whatever it was in the middle of the night and someone had lit the menorah and someone walked into the base medrash and it was the fourth night of Hanukkah and the person said who lit the menorah? Obviously someone buried special at Lit the Menorah. I don't remember who it was, but he said, I see the Yudke Vavke, the letters of the Yudke Vavke, like dancing in these flames of the four lights. So when Rabbi Smiles heard that, he said, well, it must mean that the eight lights of Hanukkah, are Yudke Vavke and Adnos, Aleph, of Nun, and Yud. Right? Then this is the this is the structure we're always playing with because that's heaven and earth, Yudke Vavke and Adnas. And we're always trying to bind them together. That's the number ninety-one. And I heard that the ninety-first day of the year, counting from Rosh Hashanah, happens during Hanukkah, and that's Gamachya, Yudke Vavke and Adnas, right? So so that's the idea of tying E to 7 that's the idea of of Hanukkah is not just transcendence or showing that miracles happen but showing that that everything is miraculous and 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 to to bring a light into the world that should reveal that everything is miraculous that's the idea of tying E to 7 that's the idea of the 8 candles being Yud, Kei, Vav, ke, and Adnos, heaven and earth, combined. Not as two separate structures, but as combined. We're always reading about Yosef and Yehuda at this time of year. So I wanted to say Yosef and Yehuda. those are two Yuds. And of course, when you have the heavenly name, Yud, Yud, that's a contraction of Yud, Kei, Vav, Kei, and adnos, that, that begins with the letter Yud and ends with the letter Yud. Basically, it's heaven and earth. And in terms of the spheros, that's Zer Anpin and Malchus. Right? The this the six above Malchus and Malchus, which is our dimension, and and Zer Anpin, that's that's Yosef. And Malchus is David, which is Yehuda. So you have the tying together, you have Yisrael, the unity of Yisrael being tied together. And that's That's Mashiach. That's Mashiach. When we can get those two forces together, when we can light up machus with with the higher light of the heavens and see that all that exists is God. And of course, everything is always going back to that first base of brishis. And I want to say that that base of breishis is, right, because it's um, a large base. And I learned from Rabbi Wilson in the name of the Chassam Sofer that when you have a large letter of the Torah, it's four times the gematri of the normal letter. So since base is two, four times two is eight, which is the level of miracles. So again, that letter base, when we learn it in a more conventional way, stands for it stands for basically heaven and earth, meaning to say heaven exists, but already this is the earthly levels, right? Right? Because God gave us the, 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 the Torah for us to be able to perform. But, but within the Torah itself, within the two which stands for nature, right? Because it's the illusion of duality. Which is what nat- which is what nature presents to us. So you have the small base, which means that somehow it's the number two. That means that somehow we're separated from God because there's us and there's God. So that's that's the number two. Right? But then you have the large letter base, which is the number eight which is the level of miraculousness, which is the level of eight being tied to seven, which is, which is the revelation that everything is a miracle, which means there's no separation at all. So on the one hand, the base is the number two, which is nature. Everything goes according to certain rules. On the other hand, it's the number eight. Everything is miraculous, which means, again, going back to where we started That if a man, if a woman marries another husband, can she return to her original husband? So the Torah says no, but God says yes, because tshuva is doche alotase. Tshuva transcends the system. So that means that God put within the system the ability to transcend the system. And we see that in the first letter of the Torah, the DNA of all of existence, right? Because the base of Rishis stands for nature, but simultaneously it stands for miracles, which means that as God created nature, he implanted within nature simultaneously, simultaneously, miracles. So within the system is the ability to transcend the system. Or maybe even, maybe even more to the point, the first letter of the Torah is a large base. So that means that really the true identity of the base of Reishis is, is, is the miraculous nature of this world. In other words, the, the base, which stands for two, which is the duality, that's just an overlay on the large base, right? Meaning to say, what is the true character of this world? Just like we said before, that even amidst the seven of this world, amidst the order of this world, really every moment is a miracle, what the Ramban was saying, Right? That anyone who says that every moment is not a miracle has no share in the Torah of Moshe. So here we see that the first letter of the Torah is a large base. In other words, that is the true revealed foundation of this world, is the fact that everything is miraculous, right? Because the large base, that's four times the normal gematria of a letter, that's four times two, which is eight. That's actually the revealed aspect of it then the concept of nature is just an overlay on the foundation of this world, which is miraculous. That, that that's the real truth of it. You know, Rabbi Smiles told me one time, for some people this world is the, the realest thing and the, the next world is not so not so real. For other people, the next world is very real, and this world is also very real. And for still other people, the next world is more real than this world. So what kind of eyes, right? Because Bez also stands for two eyes, right? That's the Afsaravsarevi. So what kind of eyes are you looking at this world with? So maybe one eye is the large base and the other eye is the small base. You have to respect nature. Right? Tor im Derechertz. Tor is infinite. Derach Herz is respecting this world. You have to have one eye which is key to the natural order of things, and another eye, which is seeing the miraculous. I remember the Joseph Lublin, like his left eye was like more squinted than his right eye. So the left eye that's Din. That's Teva. So he was seeing the miraculousness of this world more than the normal order of this world. But both eyes were open. That's my interpretation. Good Chanukah, good Chanukah. Zos Chanukah. Zos means this, you can point to it. This is Chanukah. Meaning, when you get to the eighth day and you tie it. To the seventh, this is what Chanukah is saying: that the Ora Haganuz is also the light of this world. One last thought uh, relating to seven and eight: um, this world and this and the next, now in eternity. The days of the week are seven, um, but there is an eighth day to the week. Which might sound strange because after we finish Shabbos, um, the next day is Yom Rishon, that's a Sunday, we, we start again from the count of one. But 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 there is an eighth day to the week, and that's Motse Shabbos, that's the period after Shabbos. We go from the level seven to the level eight. Um, when Shabbos goes out, we enter into that, how do, how do we enter into the eighth day? we sing Eliyahu Hanavi. That's what we sing after Shabbos is over. Of course, Eliyahu comes at a bris. A bris is on the eighth day. That's just one uh, little connection. But I, I want to say something deeper, which is a custom that uh, if if you don't do it, you should be mindful of it. It's, it's very good to do. It's the notion of the Malava Malka, and that's the they call it the fourth meal of Shabbos. Um, of course, Shabbos only has three meals, right? Dinner, lunch, and Shaloshitah is the third meal. But there's a fourth meal to Shabbos, and that's after Shabbos is over. It's this idea of bringing Shabbos into the week. The idea of going from seven, which is the days of the week, to eight, which is which is to eternity. And and it says something very, very, very amazing. You ready? that the food that you eat, Motzei Shabbos, right? What what, what I'm calling the eighth day of the week. The food that you eat, Motzei Shabbos, this feeds the loose bone. It's the only food that you eat that feeds the loose bone. What's the loose bone? That's this area. It's in the back of the neck. And the Gomorrah talks about it. It's an indestructible part of the body. In other words, after a person's um, buried, and their bones basically turn to dust. there's one bone that doesn't turn into dust. That's the loose bone that that stays that stays intact. And in fact, it's from that bone that a person is resurrected in the end of days. So so can you imagine first of all, there is a loose bone, right? that that in itself is is amazing. Second, the concept that that bone can be fed and that that bone is fed specifically and exclusively by the food that we eat after Shabbos, during the Malava Malka, during what I'm calling the eighth day of the week. So so if seven stands for this world, for what we would also call Olamaze, this world, this time period, and the Messianic period, Olamabah that would be connected to the level eight. So now think about it. You go through the seven days of the week, and then after Shabbos, you reach this level of eight, and the food you're eating in this pocket of time during this, this eighth day, if you will, which transcends normal time. This is the time when we sing Eliyahu Hanavi, which, of course, is the the one who's going to herald the arrival of, of Mashiach, Eliyahu. The food that you eat during this pocket of time feeds your loose bone from which you'll be resurrected in the end of days for all eternity, for Olam So again, it's the notion that we live in this finite world even though there's a an investment of the infinite within the finite. But you should know, you don't have to wait all year for Chanukah, for that for that level of eight to be upon us. That there's an eighth day to every single week, that's that period after Shabbos, that's Mosei Shabbos, where you can nourish yourself for all eternity. Thanks for listening.